Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Square Sharks podcast brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft brew delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app on your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, lads. Here with my partner in crime. We ain't going to talk about last week, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben? Not much, man. Enjoying life, drinking, drinking some good bourbon. Cause, damn it, I lost another one. So lost another one. Yeah, lost another one. Gotta, gotta take that heat a little bit. But uh, you know, it's a good thing I like my bourbon. So, uh, cheers. It's like five in a row you've lost. That's like three in a row, asshole. But (laughs) I said more than three. It's got to be like four or five. Uh, Maybe it's four. But. Shit. we're not we're not betting chop bets on basketball anymore how about that <laughs> all i know is that if people are you know at least if they followed me on my on my individual bets i called out at the end of last week's show we hit on all of one but one of those been we only missed on one of them that was dodgers run line minus one and a half but we hit tampa bay money line chiching and we hit philly minus eight yeah yep and if something. you followed my other side bets, then I think we were one and one oh and one. So you know you is go. what it is. It is what it is. Or sorry, one one and one. So yeah. Yeah, you got the push. We do it. We do it. You don't lose money though. Exactly. But let's let's kick it off this week. We're gonna talk some baseball. We're gonna talk some basketball. We only got one NHL game on the slates. We kind of both we kind of both uh think the best play there is Vegas money line. Not a whole lot to talk about. Vegas is definitely the better team and they should win that game. Doesn't mean the they will. Yep. Doesn't mean they will, but I think that plays the best value. So let's talk about baseball though. We're going to talk San Diego Padres, Dinelson Lamet, 1-0 with a 1.6 ERA going against the Houston Astros and Framber Valdez. This is his first start of the year. Uh, so he doesn't have any any starts this year so what's your initial lean on this game here ben i mean shoot the over um i mean we're we're basically seeing two pitchers with their first starts of the season and when when i look at that you know it looks like lamette came in relief three times um you know on the let's see, April 21st, the 4th, and the 11th. Like, he's only got six innings, you know, behind him right now. Granted, only one earned run, 
but um, you know, that was against Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and Colorado, three teams that have not been, you know, all that great. So I'm, I'm looking at that as, as he's definitely has some pitching under his belt, but the first start is always rocky. And I think that's what we're going to see, you know, on both sides, because then you've got uh, Valdez, who's, I mean, he hasn't pitched since, what was it, 20, October 16th of 2020? Like, it's been some time. It has definitely been some time. And uh, well, he's had two, uh, two starts in the minors so far, uh, 1.29 this year. So he's basically been, it's rehab starts, right? Yeah. So he has, he has uh, two starts, 1.29 ERA, but he has a 1.57 whip, dude. Yeah. So he's getting hits a lot and he's, he's getting guys on base. He's just striking them out once they get on base. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, both of these offenses can be, you know, very dynamic offenses. So I think we're going to see that, you know, play come into play. Um, you know, yes, San Diego is somewhat struggling, struggling, you know, 12th in runs, 14th in hits, but I think they just need to get into that group because they're a lot better team than they've, you know, been playing recently. They've been a lot better, but, you know, the, I just that, think uh, I think right. at home yeah. too for San Diego, and we talked about this on one of the previous Square Sharks, and it still holds true. The San Diego Padres are a better road team hitting wise than they are at home, and a big part of that is because Petco Field or Petco Park or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, yep. Is it even Petco at all anymore? Does it have a different name? Minute Maid. No, I'm talking about San Diego at home. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, it's Petco still. It is Petco. So, you know, at, at Petco, it's a pitcher's friendly ballpark, right? So I think that, you know, your your tendency is to hit less there. That's kind of how the, the Giants problem, we talked about it the other day too. The Giants just don't hit well at home. They hit mm-hmm. well on the road. And I think that holds true to San Diego. And I, I Minute Maid is a hitter's friendly ballpark with that big mm-hmm. outfield. There's a yeah. lot of gaps out there and short left field porch. And San Diego's best hitters are right-handed, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. So I think that could uh, – I think that definitely could um, benefit them in this game. So their home away splits, Ben, their batting average at home is slightly better, but same amount of home runs and less games played on the road. Yeah. So they're hitting – they're getting more – you know, slugging better on the road. Yep. Well, and, and, you know, the over has hit in what, in Minute Made 30 of the 49 times. So basically they, they had a push. So 30, 18, and one. So, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. At home, uh, it's 15, 11 for Houston. Houston is hitting the over 30, 18, and one. Um, San Diego 26 and 25, but, um, you know, away San Diego is hitting the over 15, you know, they're 15 and eight. So that's, that's part of the reason they're why hitting I the like ball. that. Well, yep. San Diego has gone over in six of their last and seven. They hit lefties well too. And Framber Valdez is a lefty. Yeah. Their batting average against lefties is 237 compared to right-handed batters. They're only batting 223. They have 18 home runs and only 405 at-bats against lefties. Against righties, they have 1,100 at-bats and only 46 home runs. So we're talking almost three times the amount 
and basically they hit the same amount of they hit a little bit better home runs against lefties than they do righties. So yeah. I think this is a, I think the over is the play here. I don't yeah. see either of these teams. Um, I don't see either of these teams getting shut down at least by the starters. Maybe the first five is the maybe the first five is the um, is he over here? Because Lemet only goes like two innings. He's like a relief pitcher, dude. Exactly. That's why I think he's gonna he's gonna get worked. You know, if he's well, he could unless this is, unless to... this becomes a bullpen game, like they go two innings with a starter, two innings with a middle relief guy, two innings with another reliever, and then you get into your bullpen hoping you have a lead. So that could be. Let's look at Houston Astros batting average against non-starters. And they didn't play. Oh no! Wait, that was extra back. Let's see if they play today. Well, it doesn't matter because last time we took well, that. I mean, it does matter because if their if their bullpens were taxed today, then it's going to be difficult for them to put in quality. Thought that, we know. thought that same thing against the Dodgers and the bullpen fucking was their best part of that game. Yeah, but that's again, that's not average. That's definitely not average. I mean, San Diego had six pitchers pitched today. Their starter only went four. So, but they do know, have they a allowed, Yeah, they allowed. They, they allowed all six runs out of the bullpen though today, for um, Milwaukee. Well, the well, I got some I got some bad news there, Ben. What's that? Because against the Astros as a team are hitting better against starters than they are against relief pitchers against starters. Uh, right-handed starters hitting 276 against lefties hitting 261 but in general they're hitting 256 against right-handed uh, batters and 284 against lefties so it could be a bad thing for them yeah i think well weathers was pitching when weathers was starting today one hit two walks and five k's I mean, and having the over-under at eight and a half, it, it seems low to me. With these two offenses that are pretty dynamic. I know part of that is because San Diego has a good defense. You know, they they don't allow as many runs, but. Yeah, their pitching is one of the best pitching. They've been one of the best team pitching stops in the entire league, which is why they're tied for first place or in first place in their division. Uh, I think the player. I think the play here is the over, though, because I do think that the Padres hit lefties well. Yeah. They have been hitting better. The weather's starting to heat up. San Diego does hit better on the road. Um, I mean, I, you know, I see them just fucking lighting up for Ambier. Yeah, I like the over eight and a half here. Yeah, I like that play. I like the over there. All right, let's... Yeah, let's let's move into the second game. I'm gonna take this one because I want to hear what you think about this one because we got right. we've got two pitchers that are uh, kind of with that big question mark. You've got Johan Alvedo uh, starting for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals with a 5.74 ERA, 
going up against Mad Bump, who I know you have a little place. I mean, from earlier of what we talked about, you have a little place in your heart for Mad Bump. But, uh, you know, he's four and four this year with a 4.53 ERA, you know, and as we were talking about this picking which games we were going to talk about, you know, we were saying, but you were saying that after Mad Bum had that quote unquote, no, no, still it's looking back at that. I'm, I'm a little surprised that MLB isn't giving him that because they have, yeah, they, should. they have seven inning games now. So that should be a no hitter. Um, but he's been kind of trash. So right now, uh, St. Louis is sitting at minus 105, Arizona minus 115, uh, over under is sitting at nine and a half. So where do you see this game going? Uh, I mean, my initial lean here, like without even looking at this game is that Arizona is, I mean, uh, St. Louis doesn't score very much. They're not a very good hitting team. And Arizona's just been downright fucking awful in their last Damn. 10 games. So it's really like, I think my initial, the first thing I'm going to look at is the under nine and a half runs here. Like, I think that might be the play here. I don't think either of these teams, you know, they don't score a ton. Obviously, Arizona usually gives up a lot of runs because they're getting fucking waxed. But, you know, you look at three of their last games were in Colorado. Um, and then, obviously, they played the Giants as well. You know, they only lost – they lost one of those games four to five. So, really, they just can't keep anybody down. But St. Louis doesn't hit very well. <laughs> you know what I mean? They will score a ton of runs against anybody, against the Cubs, the Pirates. Like, they don't really score against anybody. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I look at is, is Arizona is just, they've, they've been trash, absolute trash. I mean, right now, they face though. I mean, it's not like they face bad teams except for Colorado. uh, Colorado, Washington, Miami hasn't been great. The Mets haven't been great. The Braves weren't great. Cincinnati, oh, they got the wins against Cincinnati. Washington again. Like, but I mean, I mean like, they're... look at their last 10. They're, that was Washington, Dodgers, Rockies, Giants. I mean, the Rockies are like, all right, that's three bad losses. But then the Giants, it's not like they're getting like beat up by like bad teams, dude. True. But I mean, you know, 0 and 11 in their last 11. 20 and three in their last 23 games like they are not they're not a team they're not cohesive like that's that's a major problem and the one thing that would worry me though is like dude this guy got uh oviedo for st louis got lit up by fucking the mets who can't fucking hit for shit yeah and then he obviously got lit up by San Diego. I mean, he's gotten lit up by everybody he's faced. Yeah. So is this another one that we go over on? Yeah, I think the oh, – well, no. I think, honestly, I could very well see this game being like a four to three game. Because n- neither one of these teams really score a lot. I know Oviedo d- did give up runs to the Mets. Uh, who else did I say? The Mets – the Padres and the Phillies, 
but Arizona doesn't score, dude. And yeah. neither does St. Louis really. So it's really like I think St. Louis is going to put up the runs, but I don't think necessarily that the Diamondbacks are going to uh, do anything. I mean, look at the Diamondbacks lineup, dude. It's not a good lineup at all. No, not at all. Not at all. I, wanna, I, I personally think money line is money line for St. Cardinals. Louis is the way to go. But you, I mean, that's tough because you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Oviedo, Oviedo does get lit up. Mad Bum can have a magical game. We can. How does and- how does uh, Mad Bum pitch at home this year? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, I know he pitches really good in Atlanta. I know that's that's why I asked. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could pull up. Let me pull up his pitching log too. At home, he has a 3.78 ERA away, 4.86. So he's actually much better at home. Yeah, I like the under the more I look at this. That surprises me, too, because he had that that game in Atlanta. I'm Uh, telling you, dude, he threw that no-hitter, and then he, like, had a bad start, and then he had a good start, and then he had a bad start. So at home, he started versus Oakland, four and two-thirds, gave up six. Then they played Colorado, went five, gave up one. Miami, seven, seven innings, no end runs. So, yeah, at home, he's doing a lot better. I'm trying to look at St. Louis's, uh Getting a good night's sleep. They haven't played each other since 2019, so that does us no good. Well, I mean, I guess tonight it was a 5-4 final in 10. Let me look at how St. Louis does against lefty starters. Let's see what we got, what we're working with here. So against lefty starters, St. Louis Cardinals are batting two. They're worse against lefties than they are against righties. Batting 228, 12 home runs in three in 294 at bats. They're all they are slugging better though. 415. 35 RBIs. In nine, they've gone against nine left-handed starters. They've give they've hit 12 home runs. 35 RBIs. One thing that uh, kind of worries me is that St. Uh, Louis did kind of deplete their... Well, no, I can't say that. I'll say the under here, dude. I think with... the under 9.5 is a play. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're getting a little bit of... Um of a boost up because they had that nine run game today. Um, yep. You know, yeah, granted it did go into 10, but um, yeah, I'd push that. I'd push that under. All right. Under nine and a half. I like it. My other best bet would be, I would probably honestly take St. Louis. Money line. Money line. Yeah. yeah. 
I like that. I'd I'd put a half unit on that for sure. So we like the over and Easy half unit. Over and the, the under. Oh yeah, under nine and a half, and we like uh singular's money line. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into the final game. Let's talk some NBA playoff basketball, baby. We got the Los Angeles Clippers heading into American Airlines Center to face the Dallas Mavericks. Currently, the Clippers are down two games to nothing as the favorite. And they are minus two right now as a road favorite against Dallas, who's catching two points here, Ben. What's your what's your initial lean here? Over under right now is 219 and a half. I mean, I want to say this, the Clippers aren't going to go down three games. I want to. But we know how we know how they kind of choke. That's yep. that's the thing that's that's worrying me. Um I mean I didn't think they were going to lose the first two games and they lost. Um can they can they find a way to stop Luca? Uh, I mean that's the that's the mystery, and I don't know if they do have that answer. And you know, I recorded the full ninety four with Sean today, and a big portion of our show is talking about this series here, which is yeah. why I wanted to bring it up because I feel like I you know after talking about it for fucking fifteen thirty minutes with him. Like I have a yeah. good grasp on this series, and him and I both agreed that the biggest thing that Clippers have lacking is leadership. Right? Mm-hmm. They just don't. Ha- they don't seem to have that guy that like can settle them down. Like after the game against when they lost uh, game two, Paul George is like, "Ah, yeah, we're not worried." It's like, dude, we've been hearing this for from you for the last five playoff games. You guys are zero and five. Like, we've when does the, the last three years? When yeah, when but I mean Paul George wasn't there. That this is only a second year. Oh, I so it's was, like when does when does that attitude change? It's like all right, we're a little worried. We got to play with some urgency. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're good, and it doesn't seem like they respect Luka Doncic. Obviously, they do respect him, but it seems like they don't really respect him because he's eating that ass alive. Oh, and the day. Dallas Mavericks they shot fifty percent from three Ben on the road, and in the playoffs, role players play better at home. So it's like you can't really you know, handicap that these Maverick players are going to go home and play any lesser than they did on the road in the playoff series. So, like, I right off the bat, I'm taking Mavericks plus two easy. Yep. I would even take a money line. Yep. Like, this could this could definitely has the makings of a sweep. I know it's yeah. crazy saying that because it's, of how talented the Clippers are. Yep. Yeah. But this very well could be. Yeah, I mean – they i mean they're they're one of my teams that are kind of on that you know i'm gonna bring it up because they were your stanley cup team just like the oilers like they're one of those teams that have and i know you've said this for teams that i've been supporting too like they have to prove it before i'm gonna back them and you know I've, i've only been watching basketball you know religiously for a couple years but the Clippers, well, I don't know if I'd say religiously, but a hell of a lot more over these last couple of years. And the Clippers are one of those teams that need to, they need to prove it to me because they have those players that, that should be winning these games, but they haven't done it. Nope. 
And until they do, I can't, you know, I can't put my money on it. And it's crazy too, because if you were to tell me that, you know, Kawhi Leonard would have scored 40 points last game and the Clippers would have lost. lost. I would have been like, you're crazy, dude. You're telling me he dropped 40 and they lost? Like, how do they win? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're getting 33 a game from Kawhi in the first two games. They're getting 40 or uh, 25 from Paul George and they're losing games because they're getting absolutely nothing from everybody else for the most part. 10 from Batum, right? Uh, But aside from that, Reggie Jackson, eight points. Rondo, seven and five. I mean, they're just not getting production from anybody else. And it seems like Dallas, you know, 50% shooting. Their role players are playing well. Tim Hardaway Jr., 24 points a game. Christoph Porzingis hasn't even played his best yet. Imagine if he plays to what his capabilities, right? Yep. That's another thing, too. Absolutely. Yep. I just think Dallas's depth is like definitely like shown weaknesses in the shrapnel or in the uh what's it called the uh the armor of the clippers dude and i think they've found a weakness dude and i just don't think the clippers are built for a team like dallas unfortunately yeah it's crazy you know, so, it surprises me too when you look at the team the the team numbers like everything should point to la but for some reason dallas is winning well, I mean, Dallas is shooting 50% I mean, the three from three. Line. Yeah, the three-point line is, is the big thing. That's a big difference. And the Clippers were the best three-point shooting team in the regular season, and now they're shooting 33%. Yeah. Like, they're just not hitting shots. And now they got to go into a hostile environment in Dallas and knock down shots. Yep. Dude, this ain't the bubble anymore, bro. Yeah. Like, these players yeah. have been – they've gotten so used to, like, playing without fans now. I mean, we've seen it this whole playoffs, dude. Like the three point shooting is down overall. It's it's just different with fans in the building. Three point shooting is down overall, except for Dallas. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, no, they're shooting. They're shooting well. Yeah, yeah, and and we've also seen the influence and the impact that fans are having on, you know, on on these teams. Um, you know, look at Milwaukee and and the Heat. He'd have been trash this year when they're in a, you know, in an environment that doesn't isn't empty. Um, you know, look how much. I mean, look how the fucking douchebag fans in New York, the douchebag fans in um, uh, Atlanta, or not Atlanta, um, 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 Philadelphia, like they're they're frustrating and doing stupid shit against you know the opposing teams so well those are just asshole fans well yeah no but but i'm but also i think the fans are playing i I think at least in new york i mean granted the whole spitting thing was fucking horrible um but like it's loud in new york and they aren't even close to full capacity so like I think that is definitely playing a big part in why the Knicks won game two. Um, because I, I mean, the Knicks are decent this year. They're better, a hell of a lot better than they were previous. But I still think that Atlanta is a better team. They're definitely a better team offensively. So I, I think fans are playing a big difference, for sure, and. 
you know, as as we're going back to Dallas, that's going to be difficult. Yep. And also, I I know I mentioned that the Clippers are the best three point shooting team in the league during the regular season, but against the Clippers in the regular, I mean against the Mavericks in the regular regular season, they did not shoot well from three. First game they shot nine of thirty two. Second game, 14 of 32, which was their best game against them from three. Hmm. The third game, four of 33 from three. So, I mean, they, although they have been a good three-point shooting team, it seems that against Dallas, like Dallas just plays them very well. Yeah. So, even if it, even if the Clippers do win, I could definitely see this being a one, two-point game. So, if I get Dallas plus two and I get that push right there, you know, I'll take it. But I also think Dallas can be a problem here for uh, the Clippers. And I could easily see Dallas taking this game being up 3-0, as crazy as it sounds. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Do we take money line at plus 115? Plus 110, no, I think, 115? I think taking the, the points is probably the safest play. Okay. And that's I think that's the right play. So that's not a, you know, a big sway and a big there. Yeah. I think that plus two... And if if I had to take an over under, I would take under two nineteen and a half. Under, huh? Even though they blew that out last game. Yeah, but look at the last times they played. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, in their last three, the, the average score is only two eighteen. The last one is really the only one that went way over. The one before that went two sixteen. One before that didn't even hit two hundred. Yeah. They've had two games this year that didn't even hit 200. Yep. So I think I think I would take – actually, I think now that I think about this, I think the under 219 and a half actually might be the best play. Because that's really high. That's like higher than all their games have been. And it, this is an overreaction to what happened last game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 218 in game one. Not even two and uh, not even 200. And that was only that was March 17th. March 15th. 108. So yeah, out of the four games this year, it's the over is hitting one out of four times. And it's nothing close to 219. So, yeah. yeah. I would uh, say and, the under 219 and a half years of play. I mean, I don't – to be honest, I don't see Dallas hitting 50% of their three-point shots again. Yeah. No, that's like – That's unheard that's, that's Yeah, that's crazy. Especially two games in a row. Okay. So, so let's let's do the under 219 and a half. Is it and a half? Yep. Okay, 219 and a half, and then sprinkle a little bit on that plus two. Yep. I like it. Like it. No shot bet tonight. No shot bet. No shot bet. But I like these bets, dude. I like these ones. I feel yep. very confident. I felt confident the last ones, and I was telling Ben this the other day. And then all day, you know, our favorite bet was Dodgers minus 130 against the Astros. And all day on Twitter, all I kept seeing is how Trevor Bauer dominates the Astros in his career. And I was like, oh, shit, this is going to go the wrong way. Because anytime everyone, someone's talking about shit like that, everybody, the consensus of people, the narrative out there 
it just like always seems to go the opposite way. And I just have this sick feeling in my stomach. Overanalyzing. Overanalyzing. But we bouncing back. We bouncing back, baby. So let's rewind it. Let's recap. So the very first game, we're going Sandy Ego Padres, Houston Astros over eight and a half runs. Our second best bet, we're going Cardinals, Diamondbacks, under nine and a half runs. And we also like the St. Louis Cardinals, money line minus 105 on that one. And then in the third game, we like the over, under, under 219 and a half, LA Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. And we also like Mavericks plus two, half unit. So that's five bets there. Let's cash all five of them things. I like it. Let's lock this up. Let's win this money. Yep. And we will see y'all on Saturday. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I am Jordan Stacks on Stacks Lats. We'll see y'all on Saturday morning to win some more money. Since I check her name, don't you know I got that bad? And best believe my mama's straight.